That's a real punch in the gut. I just felt it in my gut. He's really got guts. Hello and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. We use the word gut so often, but most of us don't stop and think about how important our gut, aka digestive system, really is. Numerous studies in the past two decades have demonstrated links between gut health and our immune system, mood, mental health, autoimmune diseases, endocrine disorders, skin conditions, and even cancer. Here with me today is Dr. Piper Gibson, board-certified doctor of natural medicine and holistic nutrition and founder of Regenerating Health. I am so excited to talk with you. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Robin. We're going to talk all about gut health, but first, I think it's very interesting how you got into this field. Please share your story. So nine years ago, my oldest son was diagnosed with a transient neurological tick. It's very similar to someone you would see with Tourette syndrome. And we went to eight different doctors. We tried 10 different prescriptions. We were really looking for answers to his health. And, you know, speaking of punches in the gut, the worst thing a parent wants to hear is that there's nothing you can do, just ignore it. And I knew that something deeper was going on. So I started doing my own research. I went back to school and relearned everything I thought I knew about health and wellness so that I could help my son get back on the healing path. So he is 15. He's learning to drive. He's thriving in school. And we have seen amazing improvements in his health. And so working with my son and figuring out what was going on with him was really key in getting me to where I am today. That is an amazing story. The fact that you went back to school to help your son is just, it's, that's a beautiful story. And now you're an expert in natural medicine and holistic nutrition. And we always have known that our lifestyle choices and nutrition are a big factor in our overall health. But now we're finding that our gut also plays a major role. What exactly do we mean when we say gut? So your gut doesn't just include, a lot of people think it's your intestines, but it doesn't just include your intestines. It's your entire digestive system. So from the point where you put that food into your mouth all the way down to where it comes out at the end, it is a giant tube. It is all connected. And so what you are putting into your mouth ultimately is going to affect so much of what's going on in your digestive system, in your digestive tract, and your gut. And it's not just your mouth, but also what you're exposed to as far as environment. So those things that are getting into your digestive system and really having an impact. At one time, people thought of the digestive system as just a, a simple body system. You know, the food goes in, the food gets digested, and it comes out. But it's actually so much more than that. We hear the term gut microbiome. It sounds like a big medical term, but what exactly does that mean? Well, your gut microbiome is actually about or over 100 trillion microorganisms across more than 10,000 different species, which make up your microbiota in the GI tract. So if you compare that to about the 10 trillion human body cells that we have, we're really only 10% human. Um, those same microbiome cells or microbiome bacteria really uh, make up about 9 million different genes and therefore really exceed what we have as far as human cells. So, you know, we really have a lot of different uh, important species, microorganisms living in our gut that really impact our health. And if you have a healthy gut with a healthy microbiome, those are really going to be beneficial. Um, 
So just like weeds compete with flowers in a garden, bad bacteria compete with good bacteria within our gut. In a healthy and balanced microbiome, bad bacteria struggle to flourish. Talk to us about the effects on our health. One of the the big ones is our immune system, and especially right now with COVID going on, this is a big deal. How does our gut relate to our immune system? So if you have a lot of gut inflammation going on, you know, that can cause a lot of systemic inflammation throughout the body. So when we are we have that unhealthy gut, that imbalance of bacteria, maybe we have some pathogens going on, our body starts to attack and create inflammation in response to normally harmless particles like food and allergens. Um, And then our body starts to attack our own cells. This, in the end, can cause a lot of autoimmunity. That's where we see so many people with autoimmune issues. And then we end up with this inability for our immune system to turn on and off. We get an overload of viruses, bacteria, or fungus we can end up with an underactive immune system, which then mounts an insufficient immune response because our immune system is so busy trying to figure out what's going on as far as where, where are these, what is this food? What is this allergen in our body that our immune system is basically constantly turned on? And, you know, this chronic aggressive inflammation can cause the immune system cells in the brain, those microglia cells, to become active. And then it causes a nervous response. So it's a whole snowball, really, if you have an unhealthy gut. And it can affect mood and mental health as well? It really can because you you have or you your body creates about ninety percent of your serotonin in your gut. If you have a healthy gut unhealthy gut, you know, that really can impact your mood. Seventy percent of the immune system is found in the gut. And then of course ninety percent of your vitamins and minerals are absorbed in the small intestine. And you need those vitamin and minerals as cofactors for enzyme reactions, metabolism conversion of nutrients and fats. Um, you need it for amino acids that are those precursors for neurotransmitters. So that your gut health is so important, not just for immune system, but for absolutely your mood. Yes. And uh, also some other issues, skin conditions, endocrine disorders, and even cancer. Is that right? When your gut is out of balance and you have systemic inflammation throughout the whole body, yes, I mean, your body starts to break down. Um, Your body wants to be in a state of homeostasis, which is a state of balance. And when that imbalance starts to happen, your body starts to snowball. We call it metabolic chaos. Your body gets into the state where everything is out of balance. Everything is in chaos. And so, yes, when you are not getting enough nutrients, when you have this constant inflammation, Um, When you're not absorbing enough of these nutrients because you have the inflammation in your gut, it is really that snowball effect of metabolic chaos. What factors affect our gut? Is it stress? Is it lack of sleep? Is it the food we eat or is it all of those? Yeah, it's really all of the above. I really look at stress and it's not just stress as things like, oh my gosh, my boss is a jerk, but (laughs) Stress from things like what's in the environment, you know, are you eating foods that are covered in herbicides and pesticides that can really actually kill those good bacteria in your gut? Um, Are you not sleeping well? And so much of your body's repair happens at night when you are asleep, especially between the hours of 10 p.m. and and midnight. And so if you're not sleeping well, you're not getting that regenerating um, rest, restorative sleep that's really helping the body to heal. Um, if you are under a lot of stress, emotional stress, maybe your boss really is a jerk. 
that can impact your gut as well, causing causing some inflammation. So there's really a lot of factors that go into our gut health. So it's not just what you're eating, but everything around you. Or maybe you're living in a global pandemic. That could maybe cause a little stress right now. <laughs> so. Absolutely can cause a little bit of stress. And, you know, I'll tell you that people are, are really right now not eating healthy. They're bored. They're at home. They don't have anything to do. So, yes, they're, you know, they're driving down. They're picking up food. You'll see that the drive throughs and the pickup lines at all the restaurants are really long. And that's, you know, people are just really not eating healthy right now when absolutely now is the time to really start changing our diet. We should have started changing our diet nine months ago when all of this started happening. Yes, it's a big it's a big factor. And for some reason, it always seems like there's I don't know why. There's it, there's so much research about it, and there just yet there seems to be a disconnect between what we eat and our health. People always want a pill or a quick fix to that, and I I just that, it boggles my mind to think that you know you, you, we're not realizing that what we put into our mouth actually does affect our health. For some reason, I don't know if people just think oh it's no big deal or it just. These won't affect me, but for whatever reason, I don't see that there's a big connection between that. And I think it starts with educating our kids and getting them on good, healthy eating habits at a young age. But that's a whole, that's another (laughs) podcast. Um, But uh, so what can we do? What are some of the things that we need to do? Oh, I wanted to ask you about alcohol before I go on. How does alcohol affect our gut? Because a lot of people are drinking right now. They are, so you know, alcohol, one, is very inflammatory. Um, alcohol can lead to things like leaky gut. Alcohol can uh, strip your nutrients from your body. It can keep you from absorbing nutrients. So let's say that you are eating a really clean diet during the day, but at night you're downing a bottle of wine. You know, that can really impact you. It can really do things like keep you from absorbing all these really important B vitamins that you need for mitochondrial function um, and and detoxification. So drinking is really a very inflammatory uh, habit. Even, you know, you hear some people say, oh, a glass of red wine a day is supposed to be good for you. Is that, let's clear this up right now. (laughs) Is that true or not true? Because I know a lot of friends that have a glass of wine every single night. You know, that there are health proven health benefits for a glass of wine every night. And I'm not talking an eight ounce glass of wine. We're talking about four ounces of wine. You know, it's really rich in polyphenols and reversatrol, which can be beneficial. But, you know, some people are like, oh, I had a glass of wine. Well, they're taking, you know, an eight ounce glass of wine, which is really equal to about two glasses of wine. So it's really about, you know what, you want to have a glass of wine, measure it out, have your four ounces. But, you know, People are not really honest with themselves about how much alcohol they actually drink. Yes. I kind of cheat that, do the same thing with my coffee. I have this giant mug, and I'm like, I had one cup. (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. it's more than that. We play little mind games with ourselves. So just be aware of that. A a little bit's okay, but overdoing it is not okay. So you mentioned leaky gut. Let's talk about leaky gut because we hear that term all the time. What does that mean? How does it affect us? So leaky gut is a condition that occurs when the integrity of the gastrointestinal tract has been compromised or damaged. So I like to explain it to my clients like this. You have a sidewalk and you're walking down the sidewalk. You don't want weeds coming through your sidewalk. You want it to be nice and pretty. Well, your intestinal lining is very much the same. It's comprised of what's called tight gap junctions. And if you look at a picture, they look similar to a sidewalk. But what happens when you get this 
inflammation and damage decreases the barrier function of the GI tract, it starts to get inflamed. It starts to push these tight gap junctions apart. And then our body is more susceptible to illness. We start to have these reactions to small particles of food or allergens or even medications that are getting into our bloodstream that really wouldn't be there if we had a really strong gut integrity. So leaky gut has been linked to a number of autoimmune conditions like MS, celiacs, and Hashimoto's, as well as things like asthma, eczema, allergies, and autism spectrum disorders. And we really, make we're a point, at- if you have these, it doesn't mean you have leaky gut, but it could be linked to leaky gut. Is that correct? Right. It could be linked to leaky gut. But, you know, we don't we don't do enough, in my opinion, to look at really what's going on with someone's gut health. When they are having these kinds of issues, you know, when we have leaky gut, causes can include uncontrolled food allergies and sensitivities, um, antibiotics, chronic illness, inflammation, and really that imbalance of gut bacteria. Okay. And tell us some of the symptoms. Would it be gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, all those types of things? You know, people really, it's dependent on the person, but yes, a lot of people were experiencing that gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, brain fog, lack of focus, um, achy joints, so aches and pains. Um, Really, some people can experience mood disorders, depression, anxiety. There are a lot of different symptoms that go into, you know, people that might be struggling with this, this leaky gut or poor gut integrity. It doesn't necessarily have to be leaky gut, but just an unhealthy gut. Uh, mm-hmm. Skin irritation, uh, food intolerance, as you said, unintentional weight changes I have here, uh, sleep disturbances, fatigue. So some of the things that we blame on just regular life or getting older or whatever could be linked to uh, poor gut health. So that's really important. What can we do? Let's get to that part of it. What can we do to improve the health of our gut? You know, to improve the health of your gut, there's a lot of things you can do. You can start by changing your diet, really following more of an anti-inflammatory diet. So a diet that is rich in things like um, fruits and vegetables, uh, healthy grass-fed beef, pastured chicken, wild-caught fish, things like salmon. Um, You can really reduce sugar. You know, I tell my clients the number one thing you can do is cut out sugar that has no nutritional value. It just causes inflammation. So cut out the sugar, cut out the processed foods. You know, that's a huge step. And then think about what you're eating. Are you eating just that, um, you know, foods that maybe aren't organic? Switching to an all-organic diet can be really important. We see that the levels of glyphosate in people's blood goes down about 90% in five days if they switch to an all-organic diet. So make sure that you're eating those organic fruits and vegetables. You know, looking at things in your in your home, so maybe the scents, the Glade plugins, the things that you are cleaning with can really impact your gut health as well. You can uh, choose a high-quality probiotic. So not all probiotics are created equal, but find a high-quality probiotic. Eat fermented foods, things like sauerkraut and kimchi. Make sure that you're getting plenty of fiber. And when I say fiber, I'm talking about those healthy, organic fruits and vegetables. Um, And really looking at what's going on, working on your stress. Do you need to sit down in the afternoon and meditate? You know, there's really been some great information about meditation and, and your health. So there are a lot of important factors that you can make right now when it comes to your gut health. You mentioned sugar, and I just want to talk about that for a minute because everyone knows a donut has sugar in it, but they might not realize their salad dressing or their ketchup has sugar in it. So it's really important to check the food labels, isn't it? 
It really is. I am a chronic food label reader because one of the things that's really important to know is that companies that are making your foods can change the ingredients and not tell you. So one week, your ketchup may have two grams of sugar, but the next week when you go and buy it, they may have decided that they're going to change that recipe and it may have 10 grams of sugar. So honestly, you know, making things at home where you can control the ingredients is really important, but also reading those food labels because you want to make sure that you're not getting all that added extra sugar that's really hidden in all of these packaged processed products. You also discussed probiotics, and then there's something called prebiotics. Can you explain that? Many people don't know the difference or why we need to take both. Yeah, so prebiotics really kind of feed that good bacteria in your gut. So prebiotics can be really easy to obtain. Um, artichoke, uh, Jerusalem artichokes are a really great prebiotic. Green bananas, just a little bit. You don't have to eat a whole green banana, but, you know, just about a quarter of a green banana is a great probiotic. Uh, peeled white potatoes, you know, a quarter of a peeled white potato is a great probiotic, a good way to kind of feed those good bacteria. And then that probiotic is going to add in just a lot of different microbiota. So if you get a broad strain, you might get some lactobacillus and in there you might get some uh, Saccharomyces boulardii. So you just get a lot of different strains. And what happens in the gut is when you pop that probiotic in there, if you have a healthy gut, those probiotics are going to grow and repopulate the gut. And so we see a lot of people like they're using a lot of antibiotics. Um, and it really is like an atomic bomb for the gut. It kills all of the good bacteria, it kills all of the bad bacteria, and you're left with, you know, you needing to repopulate. So probiotics is really important for, for lots of different reasons, but to keep that micro, good microbiota in balance. I've heard it termed as if it's a forest and you want to keep the flora healthy and that plants healthy. And when you put in an antibiotic, and sometimes we need them, we have to say, but if you can try to avoid it as much as possible, because it wipes everything out, it's like a fire for the forest. Is that correct? It really is. And you know, sometimes they're not, you can't avoid them, you need them, but there are good protocols to get your gut back in, in proper functioning order once you have taken an antibiotic. But yes, your gut is really like the rainforest. It's really rich in all of this diverse population, the weeds and the trees and the plants and the flora and the fauna and all of that. So yes, very similar to the gut. And, and it really does, especially when you are younger and you are, you know, under the age of like three or four and you're taking uh, antibiotics for things like chronic ear infections, it's really going to wipe that out because you really haven't started to um, grow that adult kind of probiotic immune system in the gut. We need probiotics and a prebiotic. Where does that come in in all of this? It, it feeds the microbiome. So, microbiome. you know, they're going to feed they're going to feed on that really kind of good fiber rich foods. If you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, that's going to make them really happy. So, for example, acromantia is a bacteria in the gut that it's actually shown that people with higher levels of acromantia have better cognitive function as they age. So kind of a sign that it may be uh, beneficial for people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And one of the things that really helps that is red foods. So foods like pomegranates um, are really a great way to, uh, red apples are really a great way to feed that acromantia. So they are going to feed on those kind of uh, different fibrous, healthy, nutritious foods. 
when we're looking for supplements, what should we look for in a good prebiotic or probiotic? You know, for me, I find that working with a practitioner who is really familiar in gut health is going to be the best way to find out what is important for you. So I am very much a believer in test, don't guess. Um, I will tell you that with my, my clients, most of them um, have chronic conditions. We do a lot of microbiome testing. And when you can test the microbiome, you can really look at what probiotics are going to benefit that person. And so I, I really feel like find a practitioner who understands probiotics. Look for things that, um, you know, in the refrigerator section of your health food store, look for something that's got about um, three billion, at least 3 billion uh, CFUs in it because you want them to repopulate and something that's more of a broad spectrum. So keep in mind that a lot of probiotics uh, are not necessarily shelf stable. So if you go down to your you know, local pharmacy and you buy something that's been sitting on the shelf for six months, it might not really be an effective probiotic. This has been, I just think this is so interesting. I, I think everyone should know more about this. I wish they taught us more about this kind of thing in school. There's so many times I, I think back on school and I think this is stuff I wish that they had taught us because everybody eats. <laughs> everyone wants to be healthy. And this is such a big connection to our health. And yet so many people aren't even really aware of it. Do you find that when you're working with your clients? Yeah, I really do. I find so many people that it's a very eye-opening experience when we really start looking at the body as a whole. So, you know, conventional medicine is great. We need it. We have a heart attack. We break our arm. Um, we we need that. We have strep throat. We, we need those, you know, things. But when it comes to chronic disease, you know, conventional approaches were not really designed to handle chronic disease. And so when we start to look at the body as a whole, you know, holistic isn't uh, you know, some hippie voodoo that some people think it is. <laughs> it means it means looking at the body as a whole. And when we do that, we start to see that all the body systems are connected. You know, your gut is really considered your second brain. And for every one signal your gut, your brain sends to your gut, your gut sends 10 signals to your brain. So, you know, we know that your gut is connected to your brain through the vagus nerve. So there's lots of different connections that, that we miss. And when we start to really look at the body, uh, look at all of the symptoms and systems of the connection, we can really find a lot of great answers. Walk us through just briefly what you do when a client comes to you. Uh, you work with people all over. Of course, everything's online right now, but you were even doing that before COVID. Walk us through what you do with them. The very first thing I do is take a very in-depth health history with my client. I want to know everything from birth to right now. So, you know, if you're 50 years old and you come to me, I want to know, like, were you a C-section? Were you natural? Were you breastfed? Were you formula fed? You know, how was your health as a child? Did you have those chronic ear infections? I take a very, very in-depth health history with my clients. We go over it in detail. We talk about each each symptom. We really look at what's going on with their health. And then, like I said, I like to test, don't guess. I think there are some very important ways that you can look at the body. For example, stool pathogen testing. Um, I specialize in nutrigenomics, which is genes and nutrition. Of course, we're going to look at diet. I love to look at things like food sensitivities. And then we really put it together. We compare and we contrast what's going on with their health and we really connect the dots. So for me, it's educating my clients on how they can change their health through diet, lifestyle, nutrition, but by being able to help them create kind of an individualized plan based on what they are experiencing. Is it a blood test that you do? Is that how you are able to figure this out? Most of my tests are actually not blood tests. So mm. stool pathogen, well, that's 
obviously obvious. Um, that's going to be a stool test. The gene testing I do is a swab of the inside of the mouth, so much like rubbing a Q-tip on the inside of your cheek to get some DNA. The food sensitivity testing I use is a finger prick dried spot blood test. And then, you know, I use some other things like organic acids, that's urine. So I do work with a lot of children, and for me, it's very important to find tests that are not going to the, you know, lab and taking 9,000 vials of blood. So everything I use is actually, you know, really easy to, to do. That's incredible. That really is. And if people want to reach out to you, they're listening to this, and they think, wow, this is something I could really use, how can they find you? They can find me at www.regenerating.health. It's my website. I offer a free discovery call so you can get on there and book a call with me and we can get on the phone and talk about if what I do is the right fit for you. And I will put a link to your website in the show notes. Thank you so much. I just thought this was very educational, very interesting. Dr. Piper Gibson, board certified doctor of natural medicine and holistic nutrition and founder of Regenerating Health. Thank you so much, Piper. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you, Robin. And thank you for being with me today. I have been interviewing experts in the medical field and the health field for more than 30 years, and I learned something every single time. And that's what this podcast is all about, talking with experts and even everyday people to help us learn more and live better. So please subscribe, and we'll let you know about our most recent episode every week. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest, please reach out to me on my website, livingwellwithrobinstoloff.com, or you can email me at livingwellwithrobin at gmail.com, or reach out to me on any of my social media. Thanks again for being with me for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Until next time, please stay safe and keep living well.